0: Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. Thank you. Uh, you know, the two service options, hilarious. And our wildlife kids now can be dismissed with your wildlife guides. Thank you so much. There's a lot of moving parts in this house. It is great to have Wesley Barber back in the house. Are you serious? We have missed Wesley so much, and we're going to pray for this family today before the day is over because they're going to be leaving us for a while, and we're just believing God's going to go with them and bless them over in St. Croix and going to do great things in their lives. But, man, we are going to miss them. The two-service option... Um, it's, it's, it's a trip uh, Some of you like To come early Some of you would prefer maybe the later service But either way I would say make sure you're on time Because we're running a very tight schedule It's going to be very tight To make it happen And to do it right We're going to give move, uh, an opportunity For the Spirit of God to move But we're going to be on a very tight schedule So you've got to be on time I was looking at the origin of the phrase six ways to Sunday. You ever hear that? Somebody said, well, I used to hear this. I'm going to beat you six ways to Sunday, right? <laughs> You've heard people say six ways to Sunday, meaning every which way, as my grandma would say, every which way. So six ways to Sunday. I was looking at the origin of that. One story dates back to the second half of the 12th century when disbelievers and heretics were targeted by the Pope. Allegedly, he sent out orders to every archbishop saying that the last person to show up for Sunday service was to have the devil beaten out of him or her six ways Sunday. Meaning, the punishment was to be meted out every day for a week until the following Sunday when another parishioner was tagged as the last one to show up for Sunday services. And they were to be beaten... Six different ways as not to forget, don't be late for church. Now, I thought about putting together a a team, but then I thought, that's probably a really, really bad idea. So, no matter which service you end up worshiping in, make sure you're on time. I'm not going to preach a long time, but would you stand with me now for the reading of the word? I got a, a message that I just feel like God's placed on my heart. And I just want to say it's great to have guests in the house. It's great to have the Hanningtons in all the way from Canada. Yes. So good to see them. It's great to have my mom and dad, my mother-in-law in the house. Just great to see everybody here. First Samuel 17 is where we're going today, verses 40 through 50. Very familiar. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones. From the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. His sling, his sling shot was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistines. So the Philistine came, began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? The Philistine cursed David by his gods, and the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. I'm going kill you. The buzzards are going to consume you. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. I come to you differently. I come to you first in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel. Lord of hosts means the angels. I come to you in the name of the Lord of the holy angels of God. The God of the armies of Israel. Whom you've defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines. To the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into our hands. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. That David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his back, took out a stone and he slung it. And struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his head and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling, with a slingshot and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. I'd like to preach the third installment in our series, The New Normal, and I would like to entitle this one, The Slingshot Effect. So this is the new normal, the slingshot effect. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Father, I pray that you would move in this house, Lord, just further, deeper, God. Just, Lord, send a word and heal us, God. Your word says you sent your word and healed them and delivered them of all their trouble. And I pray, God, that you would send your word today, heal us, deliver us. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Say the new normal. Gravity is one of the four fundamental interactions or forces of nature. Anything that has mass has gravity. And gravity packs a mean punch. Have you ever fallen down, skinned your knee, broke a bone? Gravity can hurt, gravity can even kill. In the cosmos, Stars, planets, moons, they all have gravity on a grand scale. And that gravity can be very destructive. If an object gets too close to the sun or a planet or a moon, it will be captured by the gravity and destroyed by it like a cosmic bike wreck. It happens all the time. Shooting stars... And meteor showers that we love to see are really just gravity doing their destructive, doing its destructive deed, wiping out meteors. A meteor may have traveled for millions of miles, headed in a certain direction, going to a certain place, but once captured by earth's gravity, it's over. The meteor is stopped short. Of all the places it could have gone, it's not going to make it because it got captured by gravity. Now, having said that, when approached in another way, the power of gravity can actually be harnessed. It can have the opposite effect. Instead of pulling an object into itself and wiping it out, the same gravity can be used to accelerate an object and propel it away. In orbital mechanics and aerospace engineering, which I'm sure Wallace is an expert in, this is called a gravity assist maneuver, a gravity assist maneuver, or a gravitational slingshot. It's the slingshot effect. On September 5th, 1977, before some of you children were even a thought, NASA sent Voyager 1 into space. It made the half-billion-mile journey to Jupiter. But rather than being destroyed by Jupiter's enormous gravitational field, Voyager 1 used Jupiter's gravity as a catalyst that propelled it even further into space towards its next target, Saturn. I think I've got a a picture, a, a moving picture, a gif up here. Can we get that up? Look at this. Okay, there's Voyager, the purple. It goes to Jupiter, and watch this. Slings it out further, and then it's headed to Saturn, and that's a timeline. So all those years later, it hits Saturn and propels out even further. So Saturn was another half billion miles away. It did the same thing with Saturn, propelled it further. And now over 40 years after its launch from Cape Canaveral, Voyager 1 has finally moved beyond our solar system and entered interstellar space. Now, here's the point. What could have destroyed Voyager 1, the gravity of Jupiter and Saturn, was actually engineered, used by engineers to this vehicle's advantage. And instead of destroying it, it only assisted Voyager 1 and accelerated it further and faster into its mission and purpose, the very reason for which it was designed and created in the first place. It's the slingshot effect. Can I tell you something today? God knows how to take the very stuff that the enemy would use to destroy you and turn it around and use it to catapult you further and faster into your destiny. Come on now. I'm saying that brokenness, that struggle, that divorce, that bankruptcy, that sickness, that loss, that pain. God can take it and repurpose it and use it to propel you into what you were created and designed to be. Come on, give him some praise. You believe that? I believe God's wanting to awaken somebody's faith today. Genesis 50, 20 said, where Joseph was so mistreated by his brothers and he has this confrontation, he said, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good and he ended up saving the world through those circumstances. Uh, Let me me give you the DH version of Genesis 50, 20. What the enemy purposed for evil, God repurposed for good. What the enemy purposed for evil, God repurposed for good for good. Aren't you glad for God's repurposing ability and skill? It's the slingshot effect and it's your new normal. The devil's told some of you it's over. You're trapped. You'll never get out of this. You're trapped by the gravity. You'll burn up in the atmosphere. You'll never survive. But I'm here to tell you the only thing that's over is the devil's assignment that he's come after you to steal, kill, and destroy. His plan has failed. He hit you with his best Shot, but you're not going to go down And God will take all the energy That he has spent to destroy you And he'll repurpose it And redirect it And use it to propel you into your destiny And your calling Come on now Somebody needs to get a hold of that this morning Somebody needs to re-engage Their faith That's what I felt in prayer And begin to believe again Somebody say the slingshot effect It's the slingshot effect. You may be thinking, but D.H., that sounds awesome. You're even getting hyperactive up there about it, about to hyperventilate up there about it, but you don't understand my situation. My situation's big and bad. You don't understand the gravity of my situation. In physics, the greater the mass the greater the gravity. In other words, there are some situations that are bigger than other situations and really do have a greater ability to ground you and pull you down and wipe you out. Check this out. Because your weight is determined by gravity. Some of you, I know you, you go to that scale every morning and you're hoping and praying. And you're like, why did I eat those 75 Reese's peanut butter cups yesterday? We had a birthday party for my grandbaby yesterday, and I'm thinking this morning, why did I eat all that cake? I know why I ate it, because it was good, right? It was But the older I get, the more the cake likes to just stay and abide with me, you know, just set up shop in me. And, and so we go to the scales, and we weigh, and our weight is determined by gravity. If you weigh 100 pounds on Earth, you'd weigh 107 pounds on Saturn. But you'd weigh 253 pounds on Jupiter. (laughs) And we get one real excited person in the house. The smallest person in the house is so excited about that. But you'd only weigh, if you weighed 100 pounds on earth, you'd only weigh 17 pounds on the moon. And, And the rest of us are like, yes. So if anyone ever has the audacity to ask you, Hey, how much do you weigh? You just have the audacity to answer them in moon pounds. I weigh 22 pounds, you know. What do you think about it? I weigh 49 pounds. You just answer them in moon pounds. Now, Jupiter is huge. According to Fraser Cain, founder of Universe Today, it would take over 1,321 Earths to fill up the volume of Jupiter. In terms of surface area, Did you catch that 1,321 Earths to fill up the volume of Jupiter? And this is a big world, we think. In terms of surface area, Jupiter is 121.9 times bigger than the Earth. That's how many Earths could be flattened out to cover the surface of Jupiter. Earth, all of Earth, I think I've got a picture of this, all of Earth could fit into Jupiter's famous red spot. See that? That's the Earth. It could fit inside of Jupiter's big red spot. Jupiter has 317.8 times the mass of Earth. As a matter of fact, Jupiter is two and a half times more massive than all the rest of the planets in our solar system combined. And most scientists believe that Jupiter has no solid surface. It's made up entirely of gas, about 90% hydrogen, and 10% helium with some trace elements, give or take, thrown in. Jupiter is called a gas giant. It's just a giant ball of gas. Now, in our reading, we have another gas giant. His name was Goliath. David was facing a, 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 a giant that was full of hot air. Goliath was huge in stature. I've preached about this many times. It depends on who you study. It depends on the meaning of a cubit. But he was anywhere from nine feet tall, which is very, very tall. He was either nine feet tall, but he could have been up to 13 feet tall. He was huge in stature. But he was also huge in experience and expertise. He had been a warrior from the time he was a kid. He was Bred and raised to be a champion, and he was their champion. Doubtless, he had killed thousands if not tens of thousands to establish himself as the champion of the Philistines. He was also huge in self-confidence. He had everything he needed to destroy David, no doubt, and he absolutely was convinced of it. Goliath was packing some serious gravitas, some serious gravity. And he was using all of his mass and gravity to pull David in so he could wipe him out before he ever fulfilled his destiny and his calling. But notice, David did not try to avoid this giant. He didn't try to run away from this giant David had to have this encounter to move on beyond him and he ran towards his giant. He would have never fulfilled his destiny had he run away from his giant. He had to run towards his giant. It would have been just as much of a defeat for for, for David if if Goliath would have killed David or if David would have run from Goliath. But, But the struggle was part of David's Destiny. In other words, the struggle to fulfill his destiny, the struggle itself was part of David's destiny. David had been belittled by his dad and by his brothers. I mean, they didn't even care to bring him in when Samuel came to anoint one of them. Even after David had anointed, uh, Samuel had anointed David, and everybody knew it, in their eyes, David would never be good enough. David would never be big enough. David would never be strong enough. The only thing that would propel David, somebody needs to hear what I'm saying, into his destiny was he had to face Goliath, the gravity of Goliath. He would have to fly in close to him and confront the very thing that had the power to destroy him. David would have to face his giant in front of the very people who didn't believe in him, who said he could never do it. The struggle to fulfill his destiny was part of his destiny. You got to hear what I'm saying. The struggle to fulfill your destiny, that struggle to fulfill your calling is a part of your destiny. The world is watching. The naysayers are watching. The skeptics are watching. The doubters are watching. But to avoid the confrontation is just uh, just as much of a defeat as being destroyed by it. David ran towards Goliath and as he did he was accelerated ironically david had a slingshot in his hand and instead of goliath being The end of David's mission, it became the beginning of David's mission. It became the place where he accelerated and propelled was propelled into fulfilling his destiny and his claim. It's called the slingshot effect. I love that. I want to tell you something. That giant that you may be facing, that thing that could destroy you, it could wipe you out. But if you'll run towards it in faith believing god with your all your heart he can use that trouble and that threat that very real danger to accelerate you and propel you further and faster into your calling god knows how to take that financial mess that cancer that wayward child that pressure that layoff that addiction that loss that grief that pain, God can turn it around and use that to catapult you. Don't see the giant as the end. See the giant as the beginning. A catapult that can get you where you can't go anywhere, anyway else. It's the slingshot effect, and it's somebody's new normal today. It's somebody. Somebody needs to hear me. It's your new normal, sir. It's your new normal, ma'am. God is wanting to push you, accelerate you into your calling and into your destiny. We see it all throughout the Bible. Joseph's brothers ridiculed him, tried to kill him, mistreated him, and what could have destroyed him actually put Joseph into a position to save the world. God took a fiery furnace that could have wiped out the three Hebrew children, could have destroyed them, could have cut them off from their calling. But rather than that, he used that to turn the heart of a king toward the Lord as they stood strong and embraced it. God took the lions that could have destroyed Daniel and he turned them around and used them as a catapult for Daniel to push him into his destiny. God knows right where you are. God knows exactly where you are, and it may be a giant that you're facing with gravity that could kill you, wipe you out, take you out, make you just a statistic in some church study, but I'm telling you, our God can repurpose it and say, I will spin you out of that situation Faster than you can possibly imagine. And the next thing you know, you'll be walking in favor and victory. And that'll become a testimony as to the faithfulness of our God and the grace and strength of our God. It's the slingshot effect. God knows how to take the bad, turn it around for good. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us. We serve a God who works all things together for the good of those who are the called according to His purpose. He can take anything you're facing. You don't understand, Donovan. I'm not dealing with a hangnail. I'm not dealing with a splinter. I've got a giant. Hey, man. Amen. God, if if human engineers at NASA know how to shoot a little chunk of metal, a little flying machine, to a massive planet, and use that gravity against the planet to spin that machine off further into its mission, God knows how to take all the stuff you're dealing with and propel you into your destiny and your calling. Won't you stand with me right now? Hallelujah. I'm challenging you today. To move out in faith toward your giant To step out in faith toward your giant Don't run away Don't hide Don't mask the pain and the struggle With alcohol or drugs Or relationships or money or, Or making another dollar You need to trust God and tell the devil Not today devil You come against me with all this stuff And it could wipe me out. But I I know the God of the slingshot effect. I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. This battle is not mine. This battle belongs to my Lord. You may be giant to me, but you nothing to my God. And God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Not today, devil. I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel, and watch God take the gravity of the situation and catapult you into your calling. Some of you have thought, this is it. It's over. This is the end. I can't face this one down, but I'm here. This preacher has been sent by the Almighty God To tell you in the fear of God and in the name of Jesus, no, it's not. This is actually just the beginning. You thought this was the end, but God has plans for you. God has a purpose for you. God will repurpose all of this and launch you where you couldn't have gone any other way. Your victory is inevitable. Though I fall, I shall arise. Though I'm covered in darkness, I will see the light. David has sweat running down his face and into his eyes. and He's running through a valley. But he's running toward Goliath and not away from him and he's slinging a slingshot and he's saying now he didn't know the name yet but he was saying Yahweh is for me who can be against me I come against you in the name of the Lord that name hadn't really even totally been revealed yet we now come and say in the name of Jesus I'm in a valley I can't see very good everybody's watching that doesn't believe I can do this can't but I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength come on now I hate to focus on a building but I got to just share this story in closing when we looked to buy this building we had $38 in the bank something like that miserable I, in other words I walked in the bank and the bankers didn't say oh it is so good to see you pastor hill they're like oh it's it's, it's, the old sorry cheap pastor you know poor pastor poor pastor I mean it wasn't that bad but you know what I'm saying Valerie and I came up here anointed this thing with oil there's oil stains back here believe in that stuff in Jesus name we ran towards a giant in Jesus' name. Now, you may not think that's a big deal, but I'm going to tell you something. To buy property at Dagon Airline, across from Walmart, which Walmart saw us, you know, that that they're looking for life points to build across from. They saw us and said, we're going to build over here. God's with those people right there. All these other places came in. God was with us, y'all. We laid hands on. Do y'all remember when we dug up dirt from over here and put those little bags of dirt on the altar and prayed what was that we were running towards a giant that we could not overcome but if god is for us who could be against us and in just a, a, a few in within 90 days y'all we had what we needed we walked like a boss into a, an attorney's office signed a paper signed the docs, closed the thing walked out of there in jesus name and God's just been blessing and walking with us. We face the giant. There are giants in your life, and they're nothing compared to the greatness of your God. God wants to re-energize, reactivate your faith, put you back on that road of faith where you're saying, I don't have to fix it. i got a God. He's called me in. He's for me. He's fighting for me. Hallelujah. Would you close your eyes right now? Father, thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. Father, some of us have seen the giants we faced as the end. Man, impossible. But you're reminding us today nothing is impossible. Nothing. Ain't nothing impossible. You know how to whip the devil six ways to Sunday. You're never late. You're always right on time. And we're stepping up to the plate today, God, to say I'm swinging for the fences. I'm believing for that slingshot effect in my life. I'm not out of the game. Devil, you've lied to me. I'm not out of the game. Years may have passed, but I ain't out of the game. I'm in the game. God knows how to reconfigure everything, repurpose everything. Nothing catches him by surprise. Nothing catches the one with whom I have to do by surprise. He has all power. He knows everything. were blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, or if you plan to attend one of our services, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.